Hello and welcome to Nerd Vomit. My name is Doug. I'm a ch- what? 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 What do you got? <laughs> I was waiting for you to mess it up again. What poisoned barb <laughs> do you have aimed at my heart already? <laughs> I was waiting for you to mess it up again. I was like waiting for it. <sighs> fine. I mean, not, not fine. I'm going to fuck it up. Well, I guess I already have. So this is Nerd Vomit. My name is Doug. I'm a nerd. I vomit. With me is my co-nerdy vomiteer, Christina. What up, nerds? The only show that didn't think of an opening outside of the usual nonsense. See, I did fuck it up. A little bit. If you guys bit. have ideas for like a new opening, please let us know in any comments. Well, the only show dot 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 yeah. is changes. Um, but they might have some good ideas, too. The only show that's... Uh, Left you on a cliffhanger last week and actually won't start with what we left off on. Ooh, cliffhanger in in and of itself, rather. Uh, so we're going to get quickly into some new stuff. Um, Ready Player Two, I finished it. Yeah, the you were earnest, reading that book. Yes, I was reading that book. Um, I read it in spite uh, and with spite of uh, no applause, just the claps, co-worker, uh, co-worker, Jesus Christ. So, welcome to Nerd Vomit, my name is Doug, no I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Ready Player Two, basically I was dared to finish this book in a certain time frame, I did, long story short, it didn't get talked Your about. Your co-host on, didn't yeah, finish it on, on time. Yeah. Um, she, didn't, she didn't really start it, she was on chapter one and I was like two thirds through and I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, but Ready Player Two, highly anticipated uh, sequel to Ready Player One, which Steven Spielberg eventually made the movie out of. Yeah. Um, tons of we talked about this off air a little bit. Like tons of obviously densely packed references. pop culture references with um, Percival uh, driving a DeLorean. There was King Kong, the T Rex from Jurassic yep. Park, Gundam, uh, Chucky, Gundam, Iron Giant, Iron Giant, uh, which, lot in there. I mean. And that's just like every Iron, every the Iron like, Giant and Gundam is like at the very end. Yeah, that's the the final fight. Yeah, there's a lot of references throughout that whole movie. Like, well, I mean, you know, just every every time he has to find a key, it's like The Shining or whatever. Yeah, um, The Shining is the one that stands out to me because it wasn't in the book in Ready Player One. Okay, it wasn't in the book. No, it was not uh, because a lot of when he wrote Ready Player One, which we're going to compare to Ready Player Two in this regard, was that a lot of like the way to get the keys to unlock the gates was not very visual, okay, uh, entertaining, entertainingly, not a word, uh, but like to unlock one of the gates or get one of the keys, unlock the gate, whatever, uh, used interchangeably, key and gate, um, that uh, he had to verbatim recite part of War Games, uh, the 80s movie, uh, and play a perfect game of Pac-Man. That's not fun to watch. Yeah, that's really not fun to watch. Um, so they changed it to the Shining dance scene. They had to jump from mm-hmm. zombie ghost to zombie ghost. Yeah, to get to the, the, the next lover thing. or the girl yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, Kira is the name of the character we're talking about, which she plays very heavily in Ready Player Two. It does start fleshing out more of the Oasis founders, um, Ogdemaro, uh, Kira Underwood, and uh, Juice. 
John uh, Holiday, whatever his name is, um, the guy who creates the Easter eggs. Okay. Um, the the book, yeah John Holiday. Is it John? Yeah. Um, the book kind of starts flushing out like more of their relationships. Um, and more of like Holiday's um, obsession with Kira, um, which in the movie, I guess they dated and then she ends up with Ogdemaro, whereas in the books, like she's instantly with Ogdemaro and Holiday is like left with a perpetually like un, un, unrequited love. Yeah. Um, to the point where he does some very bad things, like creating a brain scan of her uh, without her permission. Oh. Yeah. Um, in in Word of Player 2. Um, it it turns him into a basically like mind rapist is a little strong but probably accurate. Um, so it's once again don't meet your heroes because you find out more about them. Yeah. And they're awful people. But uh, in general I would say that uh, Ready Player 2 was when it was written a lot of people kind of shat on it. Um, the thing is his descriptions of things were more visual, yet more simple. Um, and part of that is Ready Player Two is already fast-tracked to be a movie. Oh, it is? Yes. And this is what happened with Jurassic Park, where Jurassic Park was a fucking huge-ass blockbuster. Yeah. Uh, and then people were like, we want Jurassic Park 2. So Michael Crichton's like, oh, I need to write a sequel, The Lost World. Mm-hmm. And when you read... When you read The Lost World, which I did, um, once again, the language became simpler, it was a lot more visual, and it's because he's writing it for someone to start uh, uh, adapting it for a screenplay. Yeah. And there are things where he was like, okay, maybe you don't have like 10 million pages of like genetic medical stuff, yeah. because that's not visually important. Uh, or entertaining. Yeah, because you knew about it from the first Jurassic Park movie. Like they... Exactly. Well, and it just like in the first Jurassic Park, it's like you have to explain the science of it. Um, and you can skip that. But also, like, it's just who wants to watch, Percival, uh, Wade Watts in, in Ready Player One um, and Player Two, like, recite a Monty Python movie? Like, yeah, it's nerdy and it works in a book, but it doesn't work visually yeah. in a movie. So, the writing got a little more simple. The uh, uh, the references got updated. Uh, it wasn't as much like obscure seventies text based video games like Zork, uh, which I remember, uh, even though I wasn't around for when they started Zork. Um, I remember playing it like that in Gertrude's Puzzle, mm-hmm. where it's like, you come to a door, what do you do? You type open, or you type left, and you type right Yeah. Um, to do whatever you have to do. Uh, it's a lot more like probably mid-80s and on. There's a lot of Prudence references and references to Steven Spielberg movies. Gee, what a shock. Is Spielberg going to be doing Ready Player Time? Um, but the, the references are updated for audiences, I would imagine. Uh, or so I, I assume, with both the book and the upcoming movie. And the movie's not going to come out for like another two years. So, um, movie to come is my next note. I have notes on this. Um, despite, I want to say, I don't want to get too much into it. Spoilers. It's a, it's a bad ending. There's a bad ending. Oh, it is? Oh. It, 
the, the tenses of the verbs are very weird at the very beginning because he wants you to think it's all happening happening currently but it's all a flashback okay and then when you find out that it is a flashback and then the last couple like the last chapters like from the point of view of that character telling the flashback it's like fuck you it's it's very much it's very close to like it was all a dream like it wasn't so the whole book was just a flashback until like the last chapter yeah like Wade Percival whatever you want to call him keeps saying like oh yeah the last time I logged in like this would be the last time I log into the Oasis and this would be the last time I do this and then at the very end you find out it's the digital version of him that's been uploaded to this like arc um, like actual like Noah's Ark mm-hmm. type of thing that's been telling the whole story and it's like well that's bullshit it's insane it I mean it it works as like the end of the story I hope but yeah I mean I, I think it was just kind of a cop out ending um, would I call it a sophomore jinx I would call it I would call it a double sophomore jinx in fact um, sophomore jinx of course is when your second thing the second album second book second whatever um, fails because you spent as I as it's described you spent your whole life writing your first book. Yeah. Then you spend a year writing your second book. It's not going to be as good. Yeah. Um, you're going, oh, I didn't think this character was going to have a s- sequel. Fuck. Okay. Uh, let me think of this story now. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's not going to be as good. And really, there was a book between Ready Player One and Ready Player Two um, called Armada, which was basically... Ernest Klein's attempt to write, rewrite, uh, The Last Starfighter. 80s movie, don't worry about it. I won't worry about it. Don't. Um, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I mean, it's it's a fun movie, but it, I mean, it is very 80s. Um, basically, aliens send back a video game of like their actual like war. Mm-hmm. And then this kid like beats the game, and the aliens come. And they're like, "Hey, you beat the game! Like, you're our only hope." Um, which was eventually semi-ripped off, adapted, whatever you want to call it, uh, for the show Future Man on Hulu, which I loved. Uh, the first uh, first two seasons were great. The third season was a little rough, but it's because they knew they it was their last season, so yeah. they had to wrap up a bunch of shit. Um, but really funny, uh, Josh Hutchinson, um, great, as like the kind of dumbfounded like nerd character. Uh, go ahead. Do you have anything else about shows or Ready Player Two? Or were you going to transition? I was going to wrap up that it's a solid, I would say B+. Plus. Okay. Um, it's one of those, he obviously wrote it because there was not only pressure from probably the publisher for money. Um, and, and all the people that just loved that we're gonna have you know that was gonna make a movie like he had to write it and I, I mean it was fun um, I didn't feel like I slogged through it um, you were through it pretty quick uh, about three weeks well I mean when I really only see you like once or twice a week yeah um, which I mean it's Lower than I usually read books. 
Um, I, yeah, I, it just it, it didn't grab me right away, and once it did, I was in. But I didn't like sit down for like three days, like going, yeah. like, "Oh my god, this is a fucking page turner." I was like, "It's good. I'll get through it." Yeah. And I was diligent about getting through it anyway. Um, outside of pressure from other podcasts. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, solid, solid, you know, which I already did. No. Yeah, solid B+. Plus. Okay. Uh, it's fun, great references. I think the, when they have to fight multiple versions of Prince, very, very drawn out. That, that part, I will say. When he has to find the, the seven shards of the siren soul, which is the whole point, and it's basically the first book again. It's like, now I have to find seven Easter eggs as opposed to yeah. three. And you're like, okay, dude. Like, I understand the first book worked, but you're telling the same story. Yeah, di- in a different with a different, way, but... with different references. Um, I think you could have done it better, but I couldn't tell you how. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going, I don't know where I would have gone anywhere different. Um, as, as a writer, like, I have ideas where I, you know, for sequels, and I go, I just don't want to do the same book. Like, I want to progress the character, and yeah, yeah the characters get progressed, but it's... Kind of like your Sandman Slim books? Oh, yeah, fuck you. Little Miss haven't even started the first book. No, those, but, actually, I mean, those actually move... The characters well, that's what I was saying. That's the only reference book that I know you yes. have read that has multiple each, each volumes. Book, each book is different in the Sam Anselm series uh, by Richard Cadry. I just want to drop that because you want to get into a new book series. Um, I recommend it. Um, but those, like, they move the characters along very well. Each book is slightly, I mean, you know, it's urban fantasy. Yeah. But like they don't fight the same monster over and over and over again. It's different. Or the, finding like Easter eggs, but more of them or whatever. Yeah, it's like oh well now like the Easter eggs are different because now there's whatever. Yeah. Um, solid B plus. I I don't know where he could have gone with it. I really don't. Um, whereas Sam and Slim, I'm always kind of left guessing. Where I'm like, okay, there's enough like. Hey, Looks like that are nice. Yeah, where like there are enough characters where I'm like. I don't know where you could like you can go a lot of different places with this with different characters yeah. and blah, blah, blah. whereas Ready Player One to Ready Player Two yeah I wouldn't wouldn't say I was disappointed um, but it was kind of like okay that was a thing okay and I'd be excited for the movie to be able to see what yeah. he was you know, describing visually once again, because um, all of the finding the seven shards was like once again very visual because he knows it's going to be adapted into a screenplay and it's yeah. going to be a fight between different princes. Um, yeah. It and it just seemed a little long-winded for what it was. Okay. I was going to say, speaking of like shows and movies, you know, Disney Plus is releasing WandaVision. Like, yes. it's, I've seen, like, the trailers, and it looks good. I've been dodging the trailers. I, I know that it plays into Doctor Strange 2. That I... Yes. It's all the multiverse stuff. It's all the multiverse stuff. I think you told me that, but it's just, like, a little bit of, like, 
Because obviously Wanda, much like she did in the comics, Scarlet Witch, is affecting reality. So you have like the weird like 1980s Halloween version, you've got the 1950s version, you've got the modern version, I guess you'd call it. Um, I'm going to be very interested to see... Well, apparently at some point they realize that they're moving through like multi-universal versions of themselves. And there's other characters... And that's her and... I just can't remember his name. It's Elizabeth Olsen playing Scarlet no, Witch. No, Scarlet Witch and... And Paul Bettany playing The Vision. The Vision, that was who I couldn't remember. I knew it was Scarlet mm. Witch and... I don't know... If the, he has a soul stone? Not anymore, he doesn't. Not anymore. Thanos ripped that fucker out of did. his head. Okay. Because that was the yellow like stone. Like the glowing clit of his face, oh. pussy. I want to make sure I just knew the right stone. Thank and you for moving on from light to set. Thank you. Um, My pleasure. <laughs> um, oh, God, work is following me to the podcast. Yeah, I know, I do it too. But anyway. Uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see... Well, because... Vision never came back in Endgame. Yeah, he didn't because he got the stones ripped out of him and then it was just like... And, that was, and they wished the stones away or whatever they rearranged time. Yeah. Um, which goes into the uh, another show they're launching this year as well. Um, which one is that one? Loki. That, oh, I'm excited Because uh, Loki, when they were trying to get those stones, Loki managed to get the original Tesseract before it was revealed that it was the Space Stone and it's like when they're hauling him out at the end of the first yeah. Avengers and they're like when you get the Tesseract and then like Loki picks it up and it's like I'm up and it's like him like time traveling and yeah. like being the god of mischief so I'm interested to see what they do with Loki um, there's not there hasn't been a whole lot on that one but I'm excited for that um, but yeah WandaVision I'm excited to see where they go with it because being a comic book fan I know the Scarlet Witch has gone insane a couple times one of those times is to wish away 98% of mutants um one of the her other brother was the speed mutant right or no or am I just confusing yes. universes in, in the comics yes for all intents and purposes of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, legally, yes, actually, um, they were brother and sister. Quicksilver. Yeah, because yeah, then Quicksilver ended up being in one of the X-Men apocalypse. As well. uh, it was um, and, no. Um, yeah, he was Days in Apocalypse. He was in Apocalypse, but his first appearance. Yeah, in I was, the X Men, the Fox stuff was um, Days of Future Past. Yeah, and then when I saw him in those movies, I was like. And then it's, you saw, like, the one little blip of him with his sister, like, watching the TV when Magneto's on there, and then she's just, like, not there. And I was like, is that Scarlet Witch and... And it does vaguely imply that Magneto was there to act, which in the comics is true. Um, whereas, yeah... Is Magneto Quicksilver's dad? And Scarlet Witch. Yeah, yeah. twins. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he banged a gypsy named Magda. God, I hate my brain. Um, I love your brain. Nah, it, let me let me cr- add certain points of your brain I like, but the stop nerds. brain shaming me. <laughs> you do it to yourself when you talk about some of your so anyway dreams. Um, but in the comics, Wanda has gone Scarlet Witch has gone insane a couple of times. Um, one of which was to create. Uh, 
to take two lost souls from hell and create she envisions children because he's a robot which makes him a great vibrator but not a great sperm donor yeah um and she ends up like kind of magically impregnating herself with twins with new twins uh which end up becoming the Asgardian and oof I can't remember the he's another speedster I can't think of his name off the top of my head but they they both end up in the Young Avengers okay um which Disney has slated it's Young Avengers is going to be a thing eventually. And uh, so we'll see if this leads into Young Avengers. I know it's going to lead into. Uh, Doctor Strange 2 is called like. Like Multiverse Madness or something. That's an interesting. Or no, title. Like, uh, Madness in the Multiverse. Um, they released the name for. Um, and I'm going to fuck it up. But uh, Ant Man and Wasp, which is effectively Ant Man Three, yeah, uh, called like Quantum Mania, which implies once again going into the quantum zone. Yeah. So I mean, you're starting to build like this crazy cosmic shit, um, as well as they're introducing, you know, in the movies of uh, the Eternals, which I'm not even going to get into their backstory. Google it; you'll be down a wiki hole for like three hours. <laughs> Or off air, I'll just ask Doug's oh, no, walking IMDb. No, no, no. no? Uh, I can tell you who's in it. But the Eternals' backstory is bonkers, um, <laughs> like just bonkers. Moving on from that, before but, we go down that Wanda, rabbit hole. But WandaVision, um, I'm excited to see. Uh, it's gonna be the first um, Marvel Cinematic Universe MCU's uh, TV show because COVID fucked uh, releasing. Uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon. Yeah. Falcon and Winter Are Soldier. they still going to be releasing those? Yeah, it's coming, yeah. Out. It's coming out this year. Um, There's so a lot of things coming out that, this year. You've got Loki and you've got uh, uh, WandaVision slash Falcon. I can't remember which one I said first. Plus all the side Star Wars stuff as well. we got a good year-ish. I, I, I really, unless like the critics like come out and I've got like you and other people screaming like, you need to watch The Bad Batch or, you know... Rangers of the New Republic. Like, yeah. I'm probably not going to watch a lot of the Star Wars spinoff stuff. But just for how dull last year was just due to COVID, there's a lot coming out this year, though, too. Yeah. I mean, it's... Well, last year was the first year in 11 years, 12 years, we didn't have a Marvel movie. Was it? I mean, that makes because so they pushed sense. back Because they pushed back Black Widow. Yeah. We got Black Panther coming out this year, too, I think. No. No? I thought I said something about it coming out this year. No, I think Black Panther's next year. Because the thing is, like, they tell you all this stuff, like, ten years in advance, where they go, okay. Like, when I freaked out, I was, I was like, I'm going to be almost certain age. 110? What am I? Yeah, 116, or something whatever I am like on that. Facebook. Um, when Avengers was, like, phase one, or whatever it was, was going to end... I was finally getting to Endgame. I'm like, oh my god, that's like ten years from now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, and then we, I got there and I was like, holy shit, that was super fucking quick. Because as you get older, time starts passing faster. It's a oh, whole yeah. thing. It sucks. But um, yeah, I, you know, by the time we start getting to, um, you know, even Black Panther two, I think it's going to be 2022. Um. Just because they've got to, they've got to, unfortunately, adjust for yeah. the unfortunate passing of Chadwick Boseman, um, and it's got to be Letitia, whatever her name yeah. is. Um, 
anything else, people are going to riot. Um, oh, yeah. It would be like the Sonic movie all over again, but worse. we need any more riots about black people dying. Nothing Moving on. So, so tell me about the video game you've been playing recently. There's no black people in it. Um, riot! It's true. I'm sorry. It's Greek mythology and... They were all white. Yeah. All of, at best. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've been playing uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising in lieu of Cyberpunk, which I've talked uh, you know, about ad nauseum and that it doesn't work. And uh, I'm enjoying it. It was promoted to me as basically like kind of Legend of Zelda era Breath, Breath of the Wild. Breath. Yeah. Like wild, so you wild said, breath, whatever. Breath of the Wild, you said meets Assassin's Creed. Yes. And um, I can only speak to half of that, but it is. It's in, it, Not only is it intense, um, it's a fun story, basically. It's very God of War. Like, a Titan is going to escape, you know, Tartarus and killing the gods, or, you know, tra- you know, trapping the gods from Olympus and blah, blah, blah. And you can yeah. free them to rise up against. Blah, blah, blah. Very God of War. But it's got a very. Like cartoony sense of humor to it, which I really like, mm-hmm. um, which kind of caught me off guard at first. But like, the more that you have your like kind of dueling narrators of Zeus and Prometheus like back and forth, like the two old Muppets from the uh, from the Muppet Show. Um, yeah, it's like that's like their kind of narration style is so fun. Um, it's a lot more like adventury. Okay. Uh, and, it's a lot less serious. All right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not as... Like, like compared to Ghost of Tsushima, which is very serious. We'll get into that. But uh, comparing it to, like, God of War, where it's, like, it is, like, very serious and very bloody and very whatever. Whereas, you know, Immortals is... It's just more fun. Like, it's... Made for, like, a young young audience as well, right? I'd say younger, younger audience. Um, I think at one point Zeus calls somebody an actor. But other than that, um, you know, I mean, the language isn't strong. There's no blood. Yeah. um, But it is, once again, very, I've been playing it for 60 hours. I've already put 60 hours into it. Damn. Um, But I've been running side missions as opposed to story missions. Yeah. So, as per Do the side missions do anything for you? Yes. Uh, They unlock god blessings. They unlock armor, visuals. Uh, trophies. Uh, let's just be honest there. So um, trophy whore. Huh? Trophy whore. I uh, is that? Isn't that from from him? Who? No. Trophy whore. No. Oh. I've never been called that before. <laughs> and yes, I am. Um. I'll trophy grind. I'm not. You I'm will. Known to do it. Uh. Yeah, like it's just. One of those are so much to do. There are all these like little underground like vaults and um, describing the constellation puzzles is a little difficult because like there are these like giant balls that you have to like put in constellation formation on like, okay. a, like a like a Chinese checkerboard type okay. of thing, right? But all the balls are like locked away in like five minute like little puzzles where you have to like figure out how to unlock a trigger to with like shoot an uh, arrow at a thing. Okay. It's like, oh, and then I can, you know, so it's, there's that, there's um, those, uh, they're called fresco myth challenges, but they're like those puzzles where you move blocks around. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like where it's like, a picture that's all mixed up, and you have to move yes, it to make yes, the picture. Yes. The um, ones that would there, make my brain. There's hurt. those. There's the consolation puzzles. There's like I said, like underground vaults are like really usually simple. Uh, move this thing here, that thing there, unlock yeah. that thing. Um, called Vaults of Tartarus. Um, and then of course there's unlocking all the god blessings. It usually takes you know. Um, about three vaults or a bunch of like side missions unlock. Haven't even. I mean, really, I'm almost through the storyline in that like I'm unlocking the gods as I go, but I'm knocking out the side missions. How many gods do you have unlocked so far? Uh, three and three quarters. Okay, so you're getting almost your four. Uh, yeah, I've I've knocked out all three blessings of Ares, all three blessings of Aphrodite. I'm um, working on... Oh, and I've, I've got Hephaestus. And then I'm working on Athena right now. Okay. Um, but it is just... That, when you go to the Hall of the Gods, and, like, Aphrodite and Hephaestus were, like, like force-married in Greek mythology. Yeah. But she and Ares are, like, totally hot and heavy for each other. It's when you go to, like, the Hall of Gods, and it's like... Aphrodite's like... Oh, have you been working out, Aries? Like, oh, like, look at those abs. And Ephesus is like, I'm right here. I'm your husband. And she's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot you were there. Like, they all, like, kind of talk, like, semi-pop culturally. Like, yeah. It's really funny. Um, you and I have talked a lot about it off air. Uh, similar yeah. mechanics with what you've been dealing with, with Ghost of Tushima, yeah. even though Ghost of Tushima is extremely grounded compared to um, Immortals. But I recommend Immortals, and I recommend Immortals to you after you finish the game you're playing right now, Ghost of Tushima. Which is a lot more graphic and violent compared to Immortals. Oh yeah, covered in blood and mud. Yeah. And killing people and many, many other things. Well, I mean, technically when I beat up a Minotaur enough, he disappears and gives me some gems. I assume he's dead. Yeah, but, but these ones, I like, the bodies lay on the ground and you can, like, walk over them and you see the oh, bodies. Oh, and, and they, like, like, twitch. Or the ones that you think you killed and it's just, like, crawling on the ground and you're like, should the I put you... Killing? Should I put you, you out, of your mis- out of your yeah. misery? Or I could just let you die. I've never let... There was one I couldn't get to fast enough, and I saw him, and I was like, but I had to deal with something, and the next day I know I come over. Did they just die? Yeah, he's just dead. He just, like, bled out and died. That is fucking brutal. (laughs) Yeah, because I was like, oh, I'll come over here, and just like, I gotta get this, and I turned around, and I was like, oh, he's dead. Yeah, if you you injure them enough, they fall down, and then you can walk up, and they're, like, crawling slowly. It's more if you don't injure them enough. Well, you just basically kill them, like, video game kill them. Yeah, put them out of their misery pretty much and it's like uh, you like stab them like right in the back of the shoulder above like at the heart oh like yeah like through the spine for one of them Um, but yeah like you can literally mercy kill people in that game yep Um, the assassinations are fun because I've taken out somebody's knees behind them and then like slit their throat or I just go behind them and I stab my dagger up their jaw and I'm like and there's just blood and guts everywhere and then you go to a cutscene and you're still covered in it they don't clean it up at all it's just there and you're just like yeah but petting the foxes. You finally pet some foxes. I got yeah. my fourth one. Nice. I know. I can just, they're a little There's like, you just hear me like, I hear a fox. It's just, it's just a fun thing to do. I wish there was a trophy for petting foxes. When that game first came out, it sold something like 15 million units. It was, it was a huge release. Yeah. And they did like the math where they're like, Based on the sales of 
Ghost of Tushima, um, whatever, like 80 million Mongols have been killed, and like it was like 10 million foxes have been petted. <laughs> and I'm like, that's adorable. Yeah. It's a great little, I wouldn't call it Easter egg, but it's kind of like a fun thing where you're like, I didn't do it all the time. I only do like, when there. I've noticed that it's like when there's a big enough area by the shrine that they lead you to, they'll stick around. But if it's a very small area, like you have to sneak through a rock crevice to get to, they won't stick or around. Or craggy coast or something. Yeah, like they're like disappear. But if it's like around a field, then they'll stick around. Make little sounds. Yeah, and you're like turn around. You're like, there's the fox. I know. So good. I've gotten a lot better because I maxed. I got all of the stances. So the stone, the wind the water and the moon stances mm-hmm. and I've maxed them out because I was like just get these done and you finally mastered changing stances I did huge. I'm getting there I still need to work a little bit more on the parrying like parry like when I def- d- um, oh when you move through stances like during a fight fluidly no not that parry like when you oh what yeah I know I'm just struggling with the timing on that one a little bit and once because it's also blocked but you also click it again when attack is coming to parry and i'm just yes. that timing i'm still struggling with but the, the being able to look at an enemy like you have a shield i need to hit oh and like you have a spear i need to do this you're a heavy hitter i need to do square and like you're a swordsman i need to do oh or x and it's like i'm getting a lot faster at that good because that is a really oh my god it helps and it don't die as much good um <laughs> i wouldn't say it's a clunky mechanic changing stances? No, it's just R2. But it is... You just need to know which of no, the... No, because the stances are the D-pad, right? No. You hit R2, to, and then you have to hit triangle, you, O, X, or yeah, square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, once you learn what is linked to like triangle, you can just automatically, without even looking yeah. at the bottom... Time slows down. You got enough time to... Yeah. Um, you know, once again, I would do, like... When I was playing, like, I would try to, like... Isolate all the sword guys, take them out with. I try to take out all the archers first because I'm sick and tired of them. Like, well, and you don't need a stance for archers. You just no, you just pick a stance and they take like two slashes and they're dead. Yep. But I get rid of them. I try to get rid of them as fast as possible because then it's one less thing I have to worry about flying at me. Yep. And killing me when I'm trying to take on like a Mongol leader. Well, and there's nothing worse than like you're in the middle of like a pitched battle. You're totally like tunnel visioned on them, and then an arrow hits you and you're like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. That happened with me with the Mongol leader. I was like, oh, yeah, I took out your two, like, body men, and then I got to take you, and all of a sudden, like, an arrow hits me. I was like, where the, where the fuck, fuck did you come from? from? And then I look up at the, like, and I'm like, you, you little oh, son yeah. of a bitch. The there towers? you are. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I've been yeah. gotten really evil because I use my flaming arrows, and I shoot them, and I'm like, burn. I didn't realize in Immortals um, that, because there's, like, challenges where I had to, like, light um, cisterns on fire, like, uh, torches on fire. Yeah. I have to shoot an arrow through, like, a torch to get it. Um, But I didn't realize that um, I could shoot my arrow through fire and aim it at an enemy. And it, like, like, lights them on fire? Oh, yeah. Like, legit. Where I was like, game motherfucking changer. I put 60 hours into that game, and that was my game changer moment. I think I'm at about 30 hours. And I finally rec- re- rescued Jin Sakai's uncle. And so I again, still top, have... Top of Act 2, and you're in 30 hours. Yeah. So triple that for the whole game. Yeah, but I still have at least maybe half to... Um, of the... You've, got about, you've got about 25% left of the southern chunk yeah. of the island. 
from maybe thirty percent. I think I think I have like a third left that I need to go through. So I'm gonna go and finish that, and then go on my way to make sure. Welcome to my world. Run every fucking. But I also want to make sure I can upgrade enough things to get me set ready for that second act, so I don't just plow through it and I keep dying multiple times. Well, yeah, you get better armor, you get better swords, you get better bows. But then I just have the map clear, and then I can be like, did I miss anything? What else is there to do? Traveler cloak. I have the traveler cloak. So, it's it's been a very enjoyable game. I am, I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I am. Like once I got past like that first little bit, and you're kind of learning it, you're unlocking things. You're just kind of like that first maybe like, for me it was probably maybe about like ten hours of just figuring things out. And it also took me I don't know how long to find out that once I liberate a little town, the map clears. So I spent so much time. Like, walking and clearing the map before I'd go to a town, and then I was, like, one day, I just, like, wow, it took me, it took me half the island to find out that that does that. And, like, we we, we talked about off-air, like, you're just not a hack-and-slash gamer. Um, I'm really not. I mean, like, I've talked about, like, I play Kingdom Hearts mostly. I have, like, a Zelda game. I just started Final Fantasy VII, which I had to put on the back burner because of, like, those game mechanics compared to Ghost of Tsushima. I'm not crossing my brain with that. I'm going to finish this one and then go to the next one. Um, but we, that's... We will talk about Final Fantasy Remake eventually. But I was so pissed. So pissed when that straw hat leader, Gen- Genji? Sure. I think that's his name like betrayed me at the castle and he was like the samurai is here and i know you're saying wait for it because there's more but i literally in that moment was screaming at my tv fuck you you asshole you get closure i'm glad to get closure but at that moment i was like asshole yep he's like my people are starving you're poor and fuck you yeah yeah you were a good brother to me fuck you yep um I think we're going to probably wrap up super yeah. quick, um, just out of some outside issues. Uh, but lastly, uh, I did watch the Big Fat Quiz of the Year 2020. I love Joe Lysett. Uh, he's funny. Seeing him teamed up with Richard Ayoade was a bit of a disappointment from previous years with, you know, having him teamed up with uh, Russell Brand or... Um, why am I blanking on comedians that I love? A Noel Fielding. Okay, I was like, um, you've told me all these names before. I know, it's all British people. Uh, it's always really fun to watch the Big Fat Quiz of the Year. One, it, I'm like, oh yeah, that did happen at the beginning of 2020, or I forgot about that thing, or like, oh, that song came out, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a nice little like, memory jogger, um, as well as I hysterically laugh at just, it's a bunch of comedians making fun of the year previous. And man, watching something British where they just shit on Trump. You probably had a field day. I did. Um, but just, once again, seeing how other countries... Perceive us and... Comedy fodder to the nth degree. Uh, most of them are on YouTube. If you can't find them on BBC America On Demand. Uh, but I do recommend almost every Big Fat uh, Quiz of the Year. It's just fucking hilarious. Uh, and that's that's all I got. So, speaking of hilarious, there's nothing hilarious about ending this episode. If you like what you heard, check some of our other shows out, like Exotic Liability, Nerd Vomit, 
Black Falls, and I Hate Kathy Hammond. We can be found by searching for The BACN on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music, or at www.bacnpodcast.com. Oh, yeah.